Welcome to House of Hope Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message from this past Sunday. For more information about other messages or events at House of Hope, visit www.ihope.today. So how's everyone doing this morning? Good? Who's excited to be here? Um... No, it's, it's really excited to speak this morning. I'm glad uh, we had our leadership meeting there a little while ago. Jeff reminded me. He's like, so you still get to speak on the 22nd? I was like, oh, yeah, right. I forgot about that. And it's crazy because they have this cool app and a phone. It's called Calendar. And you can add things into it. And what's even better about it is it gives you reminders on things. And I was like, when did they come up with this? The Calendar app. Yeah, I know, right? It was pretty uh, life-changing. So I think I've added, uh, I've, I've added one thing in it so far, so I'm going to see if it'll remind me. And if it doesn't, you better believe I'm right. I'm going to get Ashley to write a very strong letter to Apple because I'm not the best at penmanship or whatever. Mine always gets... So did you let your kids write this, or did you write it? It's like, oh, oh. No, it's a, it should be a good day. Um, this message has been working on my heart. Actually, I've had two messages that were working on my heart this week. And one, I've been like, hey, God, please, I really want to do this one. It's the, the uh, time when Jesus turned water into wine, and I was so excited about it. I was pumped about it, and Ash was making fun of me because, what's that? Yeah, just for me though, right? Like, I, I'm not, I'm not gonna be like, hey, so uh, here we go. <laughs> well, I guess we could claim it under religious purposes, and then no one can judge us for that, right? Like, I know the loopholes. I know how to get around that. <laughs> um, but I just didn't feel like it was the time or the place, because. I feel like I needed to hear this message again for what's going on in my life. And I think there's some other people that need to hear it too. So I said, okay, Lord, let's, uh, let's go through this. So it's in Matthew 14, if you don't mind turning there, if you brought your Bibles. If you didn't, shame on you. And if you have it on your phone, excellent. You're, you know how to use that better than me, apparently. And it's going to be 14.22 here. And it's great. I was talking with uh, Brian this weekend about it. And um, I got got this message. We were, as a family, we went to Moye. And we were at the beach there. And who's ever gone to Moye when it hasn't been windy? (laughs) Nobody. Nobody's ever gone, hey? Have you always seen little waves going? And it's always been windy? It's the best kite-flying weather you'll ever get in your life out there. And it hit me on this, and I wanted to talk about uh, storms in our lives. Because I've had some pretty hard storms come across in my life this month. Um, and our whole family has experienced some incredible storms. And this, this story and this passage has been incredibly encouraging to me. And I want to give it to the rest of the fam jam here. Now, I want to just set the stage here. I want to take us to the, to the time, 
when everybody was fishing in the Sea of Galilee. I want to take you there. Who, by the way, just out of curiosity, I'm not going to hold jealousy or envy towards you. Who's been to the Holy Land? Okay, I'm going to hold bitterness and jealousness towards you. <laughs> I'll think about it later. Have you ever been to the Sea of Galilee? It, uh, it lies 600 feet below sea level, apparently. Research that, and it's really neat. The way it is shaped is, is really cool. I've only had the pleasure of Google Maps. Thank you, God, for Google Maps and Google Earth, because you can really see down on there. And it's neat, because the way it's shaped, it's like almost like a huge bowl, and they have the mountains up on the sides up there. And I guess what's happening is where it's located... It's kind of got a cool, dry temperature, so it's almost tropical temperatures, what's what they're telling us when I was researching this. And what happens is because the sea is cold, the warm air, when it comes down, always makes it windy, and it's sea, I guess storms can just randomly rise up. So this, for people that lived there at that time and were fishing, it was an everyday occurrence. They would be there, it'd be a nice day out, all of a sudden the storms would pick up, oh, okay, whatever, do our thing. And it's because of that tropical weather. And I was thinking about it. At Moye, when you go out there and you're looking at the sandy beach part, you got the highway that goes up on the left side there, and it's on a little bit of a cliff there. And then you got more cliffs on that side, and it's always windy. Had the pleasure with Ash. Um, she took environmental chemistry. And uh, so she tells me things about how the earth works and everything like that. And it's really cool. And she was telling me how... The way that is true is the cold, the cold water air and the hot air, when they meet, they create the wind. Like, that's unreal. So that's why it's always windy at Moye, because the cold air gets trapped in that bowl, and the hot air is trying to push it out and do all this. If you want to know more, ask Richard or Ash. I'm sure they'll give you a better explanation on that. I'm just a plumber. I can tell you how it flows. <laughs> So if you want to know that, um, and I can tell you why you need a hot water tank is at a certain temperature. Anyways, um, so I, as I was looking at that, I'm like, okay, cool. So it makes sense when we say that the, 12, the disciples were very experienced fishermen. They knew how the sea worked. They knew what was going on. There were no strangers to it. They'd go out and they'd be, hey, you know, we're just going out fishing. Oh, watch out for the storms and all that. Yeah, okay, cool, whatever. So they were very seasoned at this. But then one storm came into their life and fear came into their hearts. So we're going to read here. So as soon as the people were fed, Jesus told his disciples to get into the boat and go to the other side of the lake while they stayed behind to dismiss the people. After the crowds dispersed, Jesus went up into the hills to pray. As night fell, he was there praying alone with God. But his disciples, who were now in the middle of the lake, ran into trouble, for their boat was tossed about and the high winds and the heavy seas. Now when I read that part, I always think of like dead, deadliest catch. Like, these are huge vessels they have out in the Bering Sea area. They're huge. And you see those, if you've ever watched the show, you've seen those waves, and they're just slamming hard down on the boat. Like, they have it, the waves are so bad, they have to call everybody into the ship so that way they're safe. Because you actually see guys getting slammed so hard against the the deck that it's unreal and they're dragging guys out because it's just the sea is so bad 
So every time we think about and read that part, I'm like, holy cow. And this is a little wooden boat. Like the, the one that they're using out up north there, they're huge. Made out of steel, good old uh, mechanical ingenuity has gone into it. This was made by hand. It's wood. It's, you, know, you can stand in it, but it's not very big. A huge storm coming along, I'd be terrified. But these are seasoned fishermen, right? It just tells us how bad this storm really is going now. At about four o'clock in the morning, Jesus came to them walking on the waves. When the disciples saw him walking on top of the water, they were terrified and screamed, A ghost! Then Jesus said, Be brave and don't be afraid. I am here. Peter shouted, Lord, if it's really you, then have me join you on the water. So Jesus called his bluff and said, Come and join me. Jesus replied, So Peter stepped out onto the water and began to walk towards Jesus. But when he realized how high the waves were, he became frightened and started sinking. Save me, Lord, he cried. Jesus immediately stretched out his hand and lifted, up, lifted him up and said, What little faith you have. Why would you let doubt win? And that very moment they stepped into the boat. The raging wind ceased. Then all the disciples crouched down before him and worshipped Jesus. They said in adoration, You are truly the Son of God. There's a lot in this story. I love it. I love this story. Um, yeah, things were going really good for Ash and I and the fam, and I was off in school. It was a little bit of a wave being away from the family, and it was like, oh, I get to do this again, be away from the fam again. Yay, we just left a life. That's what we were doing when I was working in the patch, and I get to do this again. Whoop-de-doo. Okay, well, we'll get through this. And I'd be phoning mom and dad for help on things and just for encouragement to be like, hey, I got this, my math test coming up. And my mom would be telling me, Dan, you got this and, you know, you're, you're going to pass, you're going to succeed, don't worry about it. But yeah, okay, mom, cool, whatever, love you, love you, so on and so forth. And then I get the call at about 9.30 and dad says to me that, uh, he says, Dan, your mother just died. And I was like, What? nanny just died he's like your mom just died i was like mom's mom died like it wasn't wasn't registering because my grandma is 97 years old she should go (laughs) i know it sounds heartless she has lived a great life of 97 years of living on this earth She's the only one that I know is praying, Lord, take me now. What good am I here? And I'm like, Nan, and she, you know what? She still has every, she's with it. She's living on her own. I'm like, holy cow, Lord, what's going on? I want to be like this when I'm older. And I don't know if I want to live that long, actually. The way the world's going, just take me home, Lord. And so to hear that mom went, you can see why there was a lot of disbelief. It should be my mom's mom, not my mom. I talked with her four hours before. Four hours. Isaac went for a walk with her, did their usual routine. And I just remember crying and yelling and praise God, I was with Krista Parker. Such a divine time in my life. And I remember she came down and she was holding and hugging and praying with me and I was just, I was like, hey, Lord, I need your peace. I need your peace. And I wanted to leave that night. And she said, you know, Dan, I think it's a stu-. She's just, you know, if you know Krista, she's very blunt. And she just, 
shoots right from the hip, right? She says, it's a stupid idea, but if you want to go, I will pack you something so then you can eat and drink it on the way and whatever, whatever. And so then I went and filled up my truck, and I said, you know what? I don't think we need another person to die, and I'm very emotional right now, and I think I'll just spend the night. Worst sleep of my life. I just remember laying there and said, okay, now what? Now what do we do? I still need my mom. Like, it's a tough, it was tough to really think about it and process it. And then Ash the next day explained it to the kids that, hey, uh, you know, grandma, she didn't wake up the next day. And so as I'm driving home, people are calling and it's starting to sink in. It's starting to sink in. I'm like, okay, Lord, you're going to have to do. It was amazing because I really felt Lord do, the Lord doing the driving. Because the tears were so thick. I was like, it's raining really hard, but the sun is so bright. And the truck stayed on the road. We got to Cranbrook, no, no problem. And as soon as I came through the door, I saw my dad and where my mom usually sits. And still to this day, I keep looking to where she would sit. And it's like, now what? You know, there's things I'm working through right now with it. I'm... I struggled to go into the house by myself because mom should be sitting there. I'm starting to run out of the, I think she's at Auntie Verna's house. I think she's at Sterling. I'm st- the waves are starting to feel like they're getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And my boat's getting smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller. And it's like, Lord, now what? And I'm hearing, come on out of the boat. Come on out. I don't want to get out of the boat. Lord, do you see the waves that are around me right now? They're huge. And I have to try to navigate through this, and God's telling me, no, Dan, you don't have to. It says in his word, I am the light. So Jesus calls out Peter. Peter says, okay, it's got to be exhaustion that's setting in by this point. Have you ever worked so hard that you see anything? I remember we did a 24-hour shift a few times when I was working for Lindale there. And come that early, when you see the sun rise and then set and then rise again, you're like, oh my, I think I'm in the twilight zone. And it just goes around. And you look at your clock and you're like, I think I've just seen 4 o'clock run around like three times. Oh, help me. And you're going home and whatever. So by this time, they have been fighting this storm for a long time. I'm so thankful Matthew put in the fact that it's about 4 o'clock. Because it shows us how long they've been battling this storm. Some translations, it says the fourth watch. And in nautical terms, that tells them on different changes that would happen. But these guys were in a fight for their lives. And then all of a sudden, Jesus comes out and says, Hey, don't be afraid, it's me. Of course, first thing you're going to think is, it's a ghost. Because why would a man, because again, Jesus is 100% man, why would he be walking out on the water towards us? So Jesus calls Peter, Peter out because Peter, I love Peter. Oh, I think we can all identify with Peter sometime in our life. No problem. If it's really you, Lord, call me out. He's not going to call me out. Come on out, Peter. Crap, he called my bluff. 
I don't think it was a lack of faith that Peter had in all this. He stepped out of the boat and he started walking. And it's like, I'm really walking on water. And everyone's like, he's really walking on water. And he kept going and he kept going and he kept going until he looked over to the side and he saw how big the problem was, how big these waves were. Because now he's not in his protection that we've deemed protection on water is a boat. And then he starts to sink. And he says the shortest prayer ever recorded in the Bible. Lord, save me! And Jesus immediately stretches out his hand and pulls him out of the water. Jesus stands go, well, Peter, let's just look at what's going to happen here. If I pull you out of the water, later down in this story, you're going to deny me three times. So I'm just going to think I'm going to let you sink. Or, Peter, you were kind of a jerk to your siblings back there. And, uh, you know, like, I just, I don't know, man. Like, my schedule's booked. i got to deal with the rest of the church that's still in the boat. Like, I... Peter, don't worry, you won't die. Here's a scuba tank. And Peter would be like, what's a scuba tank? This is weird. Like, come on now. But Jesus immediately, without hesitation, grabbed him and pulled him out of the danger. Doesn't that just kind of blow your mind? Because we think the boat is safe. Why would you leave? That's what the rest of the church thought. They waited in the boat. They saw, they saw, they witnessed Peter with their own eyes walking on the water. I think I would be like, okay, let's do this. Peter's doing it. But they waited. And God's saying, Dan, are you the rest of the church? I'm not saying that's us. I'm not putting us in that category. But am I waiting in the boat that I've deemed protection? Or am I listening to the master's voice and am I stepping out? So the question is, what is your boat? What have you placed and what have I placed that will protect me in this time of losing my mom? Because I know if my mom was here right now, she'd be, oh, Dan, no. What are you holding on to, son? She She would lecture me after because that's who my mom was. Or she would say, oh, that was really good, but I just want to tell you, it's like, come on, mom, just give it a break. But the question is, what is our boat? What are we not willing to get out of when we see Jesus walking in the midst of this storm? In the midst of this storm, Jesus is coming towards me. He's saying, Dan, step out of the boat. Dan, step out of the boat. And I'm still stuck in the boat. But you know what? I know I'm going to get out of the boat. I've been working on this whole thing of grieving. It's different for everybody. And I'm like, okay, Lord. And I need to remember that God is not going to let me down. And it was great. We sang about that this morning. You're never going to let, you're never going to let me down. Jesus never let Peter down, even though later down in the story, Peter denied Christ three times. Now, this is a guy that walked with Jesus, talked with him, had a friendship with him that was in the inner circle. And then when, it, when push came to shove, Peter said, I don't know this man. What? Me? No, you got me confused. No, no, it wasn't me. Then Peter's like, whoa. Whoa, it's like he's God or something. He knew that was Come on, Peter. Come on. But Jesus still said, I'm going to build my church on the rock. 
come on. We talk about that all the time. Peter had foot and mouth disease a lot of the time. Lord, they're coming to take you. Huzzah! Don't cut his ear off. What are you doing, Peter? He's cutting people's ears off left, right, and center. He's just losing his mind. He's a very emotional person. But God still said to him, I want to build my church upon you. I'm not going to let you down, Peter. And Dan, I'm not going to let you down. The rest of the house of hope, I'm not going to let you down. I'm immediately going to pull you out of the sinking water. Oh, sweet. I'm still on my notes. That's excellent. Because <laughs> like none of that's what I really wrote down. So that's awesome. I love this. And what was cool in the whole thing is Peter did something that nobody else has ever been able to do. Because he trusted in his master's voice. My sheep know my voice. When Jesus said to Peter, come on out, come on out. Peter's like, yeah, this isn't a ghost. This is my master. Now we can say it's because Peter is, was a daredevil. He was like, yeah, well, hey, I'm just going to show you. I'm just going to sink to the bottom. I don't think so. I think it's the fact that he knew Jesus' voice. And he's seen what Jesus was able to do. He was at the wedding. He saw the leopard's heel. He saw the fish. He was part of the fish, as Jeff talked about a couple weeks ago, the, the fish ripping the net apart as they're dragging it into the boat. He's seen all those things that Jesus was doing. And then Jesus comes out and says, come on out, Peter. And he takes that step out. And then what else is awesome about that? Peter knew who to call upon when it went south. He didn't look back at the boat and say, guys, throw me a lifeline. He could have done that. I'm pretty sure they would have had something, a rope or something to pull them back in. Or They had nets for sure. So they would have had some kind of twine or whatever. He could have done that. But no, he said, Lord, save me. And Jesus pulled him back out and they both walked back to the boat together and the storms calmed and everything was okay. So I don't know. It sounds like that we're, we're ready. We can succeed in whatever storm we're facing. It's just getting it from here to here. And this is the longest stretch in the entire world. Traveling around the world is shorter than getting it from here to here. Come on. We, we can read about it. We can study it. We can go to all the fancy-dancy Bible colleges. I don't... Wherever... We can listen to the most powerful speakers. But once we get it from here to here, this is where it changes. We can recite all the scriptures people want to hear. But do you believe it? Do you believe what's written between this? Are we taking it and really applying it? Hmm. And it was so simple what, what Peter had to do in order just to continue to walk out to Jesus. Just keep his eyes fixated on him. It sounds so simple, but yet it's so hard because we, we worry. We're, we're, we're people of worry sometimes, a lot of the time. Yeah. <laughs> 
even if it was at the good old Moye and the waves were that high, just as high as they are, and we were walking on it, it's like, wow, I'm in the middle of the lake and these little waves are hitting me in the ankle. We'd be terrified because we're not in our surrounding of protection. But you know what? God is incredible because he says, you know what? That's okay. That's why I'm still here. That's why I'm still wanting to walk beside you. That's why I'm ready to pull you up at a moment's notice. So, I know this ain't probably the longest message, but I'm, you know, the question is, what are, what are we putting our, our trust in? Are we putting it in the boat and what the world says we should put our trust in? Should we put it in the economy, in our government, in whatever? Mm, I can't answer that for everybody. Are we going to keep our eyes fixated on Jesus? And the big one is when trouble comes, are we humbled enough to say, Lord, help me? Because I think that's the key to it all is when we're in trouble, it's easy for us to run to a best friend or to good old Facebook, as I like to... You know, if you ever want to know what's going on in people's lives, like legit, read, read their Facebook account. People are more honest on Facebook than they are in real life. I think it's because we can hide behind that computer screen. And then but the thing is, is you don't realize your, your profile picture is attached to that. And then when you go and confront that person, oh, I never said that. I totally got trolled. No, no you didn't. That, that's, Dan, those are your spelling mistakes, and I know they are your spelling mistakes. Shoot, yeah, you can, on our account, you definitely know who types and who, you know, because she's, hers, you know, no run-ons, commas, periods, all that, mine. Run on, run on, run on, run. I should put a period somewhere. Oh, okay, yeah, there we go. There's a period for you. She reads it. Dan, I had to edit your post. It was horrible. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you. So that's why I never post much. I'll just post videos. Be like, ha, ha, ha. There you go. Eliminates the fights. What are we going to call out to Jesus? A chat room's not going to do it. This place will help. But the real help comes from Christ himself and the moving of the Holy Spirit and taking the word and really chewing on it. And it's, and it's one that I saw my mom do all the time. We had some great conversations about the Lord, some heated ones, very heated I'd like to push her buttons on it because that's my mom. Um, And it's really challenged me because I know that I know that I know that I know that I know I know where she is. hundred thousand percent. There's no doubt in my mind that right now she is with Ione and Mary Lou and all of them that have gone surrounded by the presence of God. To say that I don't miss her, I would be lying. But I'm so happy for her. And I'm I'm so happy for all of us because 
That's the promise that's waiting for us. To hear, well done, good and faithful servant. You've ran the race. You've put your hand to the plow. And I know that's what we want to hear at the end of, the, at the end of this all. It doesn't matter who's in power. It doesn't matter what you have in the bank account. What matters is hearing the Father say, well done, good and faithful servant. You were able to take my word, and I always call it the family business, that, Jesus, that God lets us take part in the family business. Because we're family. And his business is to reach in and helping people find and follow after him. And he's trusted us with his word. It's so accessible to us in the West. It is so accessible. We can get, we can get this in how many different translations? Linda likes the Amplified. We're praying for her, for deliverance. <laughs> That's between you and the Lord now, sister. Holy moly. There's, there's so many different translations out there. But what are we doing with it? So, yeah. We can do this. We can do this, fam. We really can. Because we're such a, a family. And I just love that about each and every one about you and all this. This whole time that, um, with my family. And with dad especially, has just been, words can't express just the, just the, literally I can't express it. I don't know what word I'm using. But what you've all done for us has been really family. And it makes me want to invest in this house. Because you all have invested in us. And I'm just so thankful for that. Even though it's like we haven't seen each other for a long time. It's like that family reunion when you come back and everybody's talking about something that happened last time. It's just, it's like coming home. And I know that's why mom and dad came. And it was just, again, God divine that mom and dad came back. And I'm just pumped about that. And I'm excited to see this next journey and you know, I'm excited to continue on such a great family legacy that has been instilled in our lives. And yeah, so I think I'm going to close it there. Gives us enough time to socialize because I think that's important that we get to do. We don't, Jeff doesn't give us enough time. You heard that, Jeff. <laughs> he doesn't give us enough time to socialize. Because we like talking. We're, hey, that's what we do. We like talking. We like eating. Man, that's why I love the Jewish faith. Look how many festivals they have. Most people know how to party. I say, let's take a couple of them. You know, I, you know, the Feast of Booths or whatever. We don't have to build little things out there, but whatever. I believe in the Messiah. No. <laughs> Anyways, all that to say, I love each and every one of you. Thank you so much. Please be encouraged. You can get through whatever storm's going on in your life. I promise, promise you. We have a thing in our house when we promise, promise something. Because whenever you saw in the Bible, it says, truly, truly, I say to you. Jesus is being serious. When he says truly, it's like, oh, you're kind of serious, but you're not really. But when he says truly, truly, 
So when I say, I promise, promise, you're going to conquer and you're going to get over whatever storm you're in in your life, I guarantee you, you're going to get through it. I'm going to get through this storm in my life because we have the hope of Christ and a a great testimony. Had that. So there you go, fam jam. I love you guys. Can I just pray for you guys quick? Is that cool? Is that kosher? Okay, stand on up. That's right, Jeff, you heard that. More time to socialize. (laughs) He'll get me next week. That's okay. Heavenly Father, I thank you for this family that stands here before me, God. I thank you for the grace. I thank you for the, um, the faith and the hope that each and every one of them have. God, every time I look out into this congregation, into this family, from the stage and right from here, from the front, even the ones that can't be here, God, I, I, I see you all over everybody's face. And when Kathleen asked us to say to the person beside us what you're thankful for, I'm, I'm thankful for everybody here, God. From this side all the way to the other side, God, I thank you for the heart that they possess to be here, to take that time out of the day to, with you, God, and with us, and to talk and to really share what's going on in our lives, God, because it helps us encourages us, and it builds us up, God. God, I thank you for the people that are joining us this morning, God. Please come back. We're a little nutty, but you know what? That's what a family is. (laughs) And so, Lord, I pray that this week, your hands will be all over us, God. May the steps that we take be the steps of the good news, God. May our hands be on the plow, God, in whatever situation, give us the words to say to our co-workers. Give us the, the mind of you, God, as we're out. Continue to protect us, God. God, I don't want to ask for a hedge of protection. I want a mountain of protection around us, God, because you fight our battles, God. It's not but about us. We don't fight against flesh and blood, but against the principalities of this world, God. God, help us to continue to love our co-workers. Help us to continue to love our neighbors, God. And we thank you, Lord, that you are love. And that you are in us and dwelling among us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to our Sermon of the Week. Our desire is that you will be changed by the love of the Father and the power of his presence. For more information about House of Hope, visit us at www.ihope.today.